Welcome to Lubbock Unified Messages on the Go. I'm Pastor Furman. As always, we just want to say thank you for joining us. This message is from this past Sunday. We pray that it will bless you today. Um, you can come and find us, 2707 34th Street. We would love to have you on a Sunday in person at 1030. But other than that, man, let's keep seeking the Lord together. God bless. give God's word. Yes. Um, whenever I was asked to give the word, I was going through uh, fasting and it was, I mean, the Lord had given me this word um, years back and whenever I met with Pastor Shauna, with um, Shauna and Pastor, he reiterated it to me again. There's an order by which we're to live and um, that really, whenever he, whenever he gave me that again, I was like, okay, okay, Lord, um, there is a, there is a way by which we're, there is an order by which we're, we are to live. And, um, he was able to show me, um, the Holy Spirit guided me to the book of Ezra. Ezra is only 10 chapters long, but it's very mighty. It's a mighty, it's a mighty book. And so, um, but the, the whole gist of, um, of the book of Ezra is how they were rebuilding the temple. And like in my fast, in the fasting that I was going through, um, the Lord was rebuilding my temple. You know, he was, he was physically, he was literally rebuilding my temple and, it was um, it was so beautiful how he was able to show me through the book of Ezra how with um, with praise and worship and prayer and fasting that um, these are the these are tools these are tools by which um, he has blessed us with to resist temptation you know because we're all faced with a certain temptation. Be it with, um, we let our emotions take the best of us. We let fear um, get a hold of us. We we sometimes even um, lose our focus and and focus on what other people are doing, and not focus on what the Lord, what the Lord is doing for us. And um, before we can, before. We can get into the book of Ezra. Um, we're going to start with the book of Samuel because in Samuel, it's going to show you how how they were how they wanted to be ruled by a king, a physical king. And the thing that the Holy Spirit showed me was that we have to have faith without seeing. We have to have faith without seeing. And the Lord was able to show Samuel this. And Samuel was able to, Samuel understood this. But the people, the people didn't understand this. So Samuel was getting old. And um, the people were afraid to leave, to, the people were afraid to leave the leadership in the hands of of Samuel's 
of Samuel's sons because they were they were doing wicked things and they were doing things that they didn't agree that they didn't the people didn't agree with. So we can see here in Samuel in one Samuel chapter eight, if you want to follow along in your Bible, one through eleven. As Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons to be judges over Israel. Joel and Abishai, his oldest son, held court in Beersheba, but they were not like but they were not like their father, for they were greedy for money, they accepted bribes and perverted justice. Finally, all the elders of Israel met at Ramah to discuss the matters with Samuel. Look, they told him, you are now old and yourself and your and your sons are not like you. Give us the king to judge us like all the other nations have. Samuel was displeased with their request and went to the Lord for guidance. Do everything they say to you, the Lord replied. And in one 1 Samuel 8 through 18 through 21. For, oh, I'm, okay. Oh, for they have rejected me, not you. They don't want they don't want me they don't want me to be their king any longer. Ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they are giving you the same treatment. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them about the way a king will reign over them. So Samuel passed on the Lord's warning to the people who were asking him for a king. This is how a king will reign over you, Samuel said. The king will draft your sons and assign them to his chariots and his charioters, making them run before his chariots. So the Lord tried to warn them that um, that they were going to be ruled, that um, they were going to take a tenth of their of everything that they have produced and they worked for, they were even going to become slaves to the king, and they were okay with that as long as they had a physical, physical king, someone physical that could go before them and protect them. But we can, we're, we have all been there where, where we think that we need something physical, something physical to help us. But in reality, God is the only one that can protect us better than anything or anyone can protect us. He can, he can move mountains. He can do the impossible. And we have to, we, we have seen in the books and I was able to see in all these books, you know, there were people, even in, in the book of um, Exodus, whenever um, whenever the Lord had got them out of Egypt, and when, um, when Moses went off to the wilderness for 40 days, he went off to, to the wilderness, and the people were like, where is he? He is taking too long. He's taking too long. Where is he? Who's going to protect us? Who's going to save us? How are we supposed to, to move forward? Well, they, they, they 
made a they made a um, they erected a shrine. You know, they all got together, they gave their gold, and they said, we need something physical. We need something physical to worship, because in Egypt, that's what they would do. They would they would raise up all these gods. They had these different gods. And the Lord showed me through this, through this book that, and like I said, Samuel knew he went to God. He went to God first for guidance. And if they would have just let... Um, if they wouldn't have been so concerned at what um, what his sons were doing, they could have been the prodigals. They could have been the prodigal sons, and they could have came back to the Lord. But they were so impatient that they lost their focus on God, and they were so worried about what somebody else was doing. Haven't we all done that? Haven't we all been just so worried about what somebody else was doing? And this was a costly decision. This was such a costly decision that they made a, they had a king rule over them. They had a king rule over them, took their best, you know, even made slaves out of them. So, before we get too ahead of ourselves and we start to to try to look um, look at what everybody else is doing and lose our focus, we need to go to the Lord first. We need to go to the to the Lord and we need to see what it is that He wants for us. And in this fasting, I was able to to experience. I was able to um, to experience that in my own um, in in my own life of what I was going. You know what. Um, family members were going through. So I saw that my mom was very worried. She was um, uh, uh, she was very worried because she started to um, have symptoms. She started to have symptoms and she and I could see the the worry on her and she was telling people, oh my goodness, this is going on, this is happening. And I privately took her, you know, I private, privately talked to her and I was like, look mom, I know that you're worried. And I see that um, that this is bothering you, Mom. And I was like, Mom, but have you gone to the Lord first? Have you talked to Him before you go and talk to everybody else? Because that's what we do, you know. We we think that we can go, you know, we're going to talk to somebody, but are they really aligned with the Lord? Are they aligned with the Lord? Are they going to be able to give us the sound advice that the Lord is going to give us? They can sometimes even cause us to have even more fear or just, you know, go into a whole different direction. So I told her, I was like, look, Mom, I was like, we're going to pray. And whatever action, whatever praise, because I know, I know, I know what the Lord has done for me. And I know what, um, I know whenever I've surrendered everything to him, when I've given him my action, that's why I praise the way. If y'all know, if y'all wonder, that's the reason why I praise the way that I do and I move and whatever, because I know whenever you're, when you're praising and you give him your action, something happens. He moves and and I know that he, I knew that he was gonna move for my mom. I knew that that he would be the one to give her that peace, that peace that she needed. So I told her, "Look, mom, we're gonna pray." And I took her, we took her by the hands, and I said, "Look, Lord, um, I wanna, I I'm here, and I wanna repent. I wanna repent for my mother. I I ask for your forgiveness, Lord, that that she didn't go to you first, that um that she 
she went to something physical, something, you know, something that was going to give her what she thought that she needed, Lord. Um, but I know that you are going to give her her miracle. I, I know that, that you do the impossible, Lord. And I know that right here and right now, you have given her, and you have given her a miracle, and we accept it, Lord. And I told her, Mom, whatever action, whatever action you want to give to the Lord, you give it to her. She raised her hands up, and she, you know, she praised him. She praised him for, for what she knew that he was going to give to her. So weeks went by, and um, she had her tests done. She had her exams done. And they came back, and, and everything was fine. You know, she, everything was fine. You know, I told her, it's like, Mom, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, you gave it to the Lord. You're going to stop talking about it because right now you have received your miracle. And she, and she was able to do that. Um, um, moving forward into the, into the book of Ezra, um, the Lord, he shows the importance of, of the order, the order by which we're to, to live, the order by which, um, by which they were going to, they were going to rebuild this temple. So, um, they laid the foundation and they were able to, in Ezra chapter 3, 10 through 11, um, when the builders came, when the when the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places and took their places to blow their trumpets. And the Levites descendants of Aspha clashed their cymbals to praise the Lord, just as King David had prescribed. With praise and thanks, they sang they sang his they sang this song to the Lord. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord because of the foundation. Just the the foundation. This was so powerful of the Lord's temple had been laid. You know, and and that's what the Lord was doing to him, you know, doing for me whenever he whenever I was in this fast. He was laying a foundation. He was laying this foundation. He, I had got rid of all the these impurities, all these things that were that were a hindrance to me, you know, because um because you know, just like uh, I was having a conversation with the ladies and I was like, you know, if you really think about it, you know, we're we're thinking about food constantly. You know, we're thinking about those overnight oats that we're going to make that we're that's what we're going to have in the morning. And then we're thinking about, well, what are we going to make for for what are we going to have for lunch? And then before we go to work, we're going to put something in the crock pot because that's what we're going to have for dinner. So we're constantly, constantly thinking about food. And the thing that the Holy Spirit put in me is the Lord will sustain you. The Lord is going to sustain you. Allow Him to sustain you, and that was that was a that was a gift. That, um, this was this is what excited me about the laying of the foundation because He was laying that foundation. 
that there was there was no impurities. There was there was not going to be anything to hinder. But it was so funny. I mean, it it struck me because they were so excited because that foundation was was laid in in the most purest form. Because in Ezra, they they had already tried to construct the um, the repair of the temple, but. A lot of things were coming against them. It didn't happen in King in King Cyrus because King Cyrus um, was doing was doing justice of what Jeremiah wanted, you know, to to rebuild the rebuild the temple. But um, as I was reading this book, like you had to be a descendant, you had to be a descendant of the Israel of of Israel to be able to have any part in in um, rebuilding the temple and and he that he was able to he was able to um he wasn't going to receive any gifts he they offered um they offered help but it was the Israels that were going to be able to to um to rebuild this temple and he, they could have they could have received help. They could have received money from anyone because of how many times um, they were, of how many times it, or how long it had taken for them to rebuild the temple. But he knew that there was an order and he was not going to go away from that order. So he didn't allow that. He was so bold that he told them no. And these people had pulled because they were so upset with him that they went to govern officials and were so upset that they made it difficult for them to to rebuild the temple. So the temple wasn't built in King Cyrus's time. It was it was built in um, Dyrus. Dyrus, I know I'm, I'm probably saying his um, his name wrong, but um, that's whenever it was uh, rebuilt. So um, so we can. Another thing that the Holy Spirit guided me is that. That we have a responsibility too, because um, we can go into contract with, um, we can form a contract with people and places, not even knowing it. You know, he made me very conscious and aware of, of where I'm putting my money. Am I going to put my money into a place that that is not aligned with the with God's values? Am I going to? Do I want to be aligned with that? Do I want to? Um, do I want to take? You know, do I want to put my money there? Do I want do I want to allow somebody to sow in me that that is not aligned with God's word? God's word. Am I going to um, sow into somebody and do it for my own play? You know, pleasure. Like He really made me think. Like, like, what are your intentions? Like, like anybody could come up to you and give you money or you know want to help you, but. Where are their intentions? You know, where are their intentions coming from? Are they coming from the Lord? Are they aligned with the Lord? Because like it or not, you accept those gifts, you accept those things. You have made a you have made a contract with them. You are in partnership with them, you know. So um, he was able to show me that um, the takeaway from this was that not all gifts and money are good, and we have to be very selective of of who we accept to give us information, who we accept to um, to 
where we where we put our money are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna we know that this place isn't faith-based you know because we have that responsibility too you know if we if there would be more people that um that we could help and and you know our our life could be very very different if we aligned ourselves with those kinds of people those kinds of places you know in this um Throughout this journey, um, the Lord presented me with different relationships, you know, and that's one, one of the things why why I bring this up, because he was able to illustrate to me how um, was I going to let these kind of things go into me, you know. Um, I was, was, I had different relationships introduced to me at this time, and so the Lord showed me early on, like, you know, red flags, and he was like, this is the same, this is, we can do this dance all over again, like you're, like you did in the past, or you're going to see with my eyes, and we're not going to go there, so he showed me early on that um, these things weren't of the Lord, and I was able to be very selective. And I was so proud of myself because, you know, I would have entertained it. You know, I would have easily entertained it and just did this whole dance all over again. You know, different person, same situation, you know. But the thing was, he was laying this foundation in me. He was laying this foundation in me. And that's why I see how so excited they were, you know, because this was a new foundation. This was an impenetrable foundation that the Lord was, was going to lay, you know. And so, um, so Ezra, he knew that he only wanted God's assistance, you know. So they were going to have to travel back to Jerusalem because um, King Nebuchadnezzar, he took things from the temple of the Lord, and they had to go back and return them. And so he knew that there were all these people that were up against him, and they were going to make their travel um, unsafe. And so the king, of course, the king had an army, you know, and but he knew that he needed the king's, the king, he needed the king's protection. And so he fasted and he prayed about um, the protection that he was going to need for the people that were going to go back to Jerusalem. And so, sure enough, the Lord, he made, you know, they went and they were protected. And that was another thing that the Lord showed me, you know, that the Holy Spirit showed me that we can intercede for each other. We can ask for, we can ask for, you know, we can pray for one another. We can fast for one another. We we can help each other in these things. Um, and, you know, the king, uh, Ezra, he felt really good. You know, he was like, okay, we're on track and we're, um, we, we went and we were able to accomplish what we needed to accomplish. The Lord is with us. You know, he, he knew this order. You know, he knew by, you know, this order and, and what, what it took to, to be able to, you know, so everybody could see that, you know, there is an order by which the Lord wants us to follow. And so 
when they made it back, when they came back, um, he had he found word that um, that the people were they had they were unequally yoked with the people that they weren't supposed to be yoked with. They weren't supposed to be um, they weren't supposed to have wives, you know, with the where they were at. And um, he found out about this and he was so upset, you know, he was so upset because he was like, man, I thought we were on track. I thought everything was going the right way. And now look at y'all. Y'all knew that y'all weren't supposed to, you know, find your wives here. And y'all did. And he repented for them. You know, he repented for them. He prayed for them. And the Lord gave him a solution. And the Lord gave him a solution. And, and sometimes, you know, that's another thing that the Lord, you know, that the Lord was able to, to um, show me through, through these two ama amazing books is that sometimes we want to see it the way we want to see it. And that's not always best for us. The Lord knows the best. You know, if we ask for his guidance, he will guide us in the ways that we're supposed to live, in the ways that we're supposed to do things, and in his order. And he, he gave them a solution, and I'm sure they were not very happy with it because a lot of them had already established families with these wives. And... But they knew that what they were, what they had been called to accomplish, was gonna was gonna be far better than than what they were gonna lose because they knew that the rebuilding of this temple meant everything, meant everything, meant everything for their people, meant everything for the generations to come. So they had to come into agreement that that they wouldn't that that they wouldn't they wouldn't accept them as their wives any longer so um in this in this takeaway um we establish a firm foundation when we come to god and praise fast and worship and Throughout all this, throughout all this um, time that I had with the Lord, it was so amazing because He was able to to show me that He's faithful, that His word never fails, that it may not look like I wanted it to look like, but it's all in His timing. It's in His timing, in His perfect timing. And these gifts, these tools that he shows us when temptation arises, that we're not doing it by ourselves, by ourselves, by we're doing it by his strength. And with his strength, we can do all things, you know. He kept on he he kept on showing me that a, a verse that kept on coming to mind was um I told him, you know, I told him, Lord, I submit to you, Lord. You said, Lord, if I submit to you, Lord, and I resist the enemy, the devil will flee. Not that he might flee, that he will flee. And he showed me, he showed me how faithful, how faithful that he could be. And 
by fasting, I didn't, I didn't understand. But he had been preparing me for this fast, like, years ago. But I didn't know. I didn't know what it, um, and it wasn't for me to know. And that was okay with me, you know. At first, I, you know, I wanted to know everything. But sometimes it's okay for you not to know everything because then you're just going to constantly be thinking about it and you're not going to focus on the Lord. And what He has for you is better than what anybody or anything can, um, can bring to you because what He has for you, nothing or nobody can take it from you. you know? Because the Lord... The Lord is so faithful that He is the only one that can gift you blessings. And He, nobody can take those blessings away from you. So I want to be able to be here and encourage you that, that it's not always those tangible things that we need, you know. Um, just like I said in, in the book of Exodus, whenever they erected this, um, whenever they erected this shrine, you know, um, and and they wonder why aren't my children mighty in this land? You know why haven't these promises that the Lord has promised why haven't they come to pass? Well, you went up against everything that the Lord told you not to do. You took it on your own understanding, your own fear. You let fear take over you, and now look look at the situation. You're in a Far worse, more situation that you could have been if you would have just stayed patient, stayed faithful, and had faith without seeing. But no, but no, we want to be, we want those tangible things. And they're not always good for us. They're not, they're not good for us. So, and you know, the Lord puts all of us in leadership positions. You know, He puts us in leadership positions at our homes, as mothers, in in our community, in church, you know. And whenever we have a responsibility, we have a responsibility to our family, we have a responsibility to our community, that we need to live in such a way that the Lord asks us to live. Because if we don't live in such a way, then we can be the reason why, we can be the reason why our children are mighty in the land. We can be the reason, we can be the reason why things aren't the promises that the Lord has promised us aren't coming to pass. We can be those reasons because we're too we wanna we want everything fast. Like in this world, it's microwave fast. If it's not microwave fast, I don't want it. I don't you know you have to be patient with the Lord. You have to be patient with the Lord because He is doing something mighty and great. And it's going to be far better for you than anything that you can get instantly. So that was one of the things that he was able to show me in this fast. That um, also too in this fast, I had to exit it out in a very, very strategic way. I couldn't just go right back to my old lifestyle. I couldn't. I had to, you know, I had to um, exit it very carefully because I hadn't had food in a very long time. And so um, my, I didn't want to get sick from it. So as I exited out of it, 
I was successful and everything was good, but the thing was, I ate bread too fast and I paid for it dearly. <laughs> and so a lot of the times we think we're okay, we're in the clear. I'm just gonna, you know, have just a little bit, you know, just a little bit. And the Lord showed me, no, no, I am going to humble you in this season. Be, fasting means humbling. You humble yourself to the Lord. And so he said, no, no, everything that you, everything that I showed you, everything that we went through, no, you have humbled yourself to me and we're not going to go into it. We're not going to rush out of this. We're going to take it easy. We're going to take it slow. And so I didn't know why, I didn't know why he was, um, why he, why that happened at the moment, you know, but it was because he had already laid this firm foundation, you know, he had laid this firm foundation and he wasn't going to allow my craving or my being tempted to go back to where I came from, to, to go right back into it and lose all the momentum and lose everything that he had taught me during Amen. this fast. So my challenge to you is that fast each day for a week by turning down one plate, one plate, and the Lord's going to sustain you. The Lord's going to sustain you. He's going to be faithful and give him whatever it is that you're, that you're, um, but make sure that it has to be aligned with the Lord. It can't be for your own selfish pleasure. You know, make sure that it's aligned with the Lord and you give him that one plate. He will honor it. He will honor that. He will honor it for you. So I hope that um, this word has helped you today and that um, the Lord is able to move mightily, mightily in your life and he is able to show you what it is that he has for you. And don't be so in a rush because sometimes it may not be the best thing for you. So I, I pray, I, give, I, I thank you, Jesus, for this day that you have gifted us to be in your presence. Thank you for preparing us this week to have, to receive you, to receive this word. May it fall on good soil and produce a plentiful harvest. And you receive the first fruits of the harvest in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today, listening to Lubbock Unified LUC Messages on the Go. As always, we invite you to join us in person Sundays at 1030, also on Wednesdays at 630, or catch us online at Lubbock Unified on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, whatever your listening desires are, we would love to connect and for you to be part of the family. So let's do life together and let's keep seeking the Lord. God bless.